Welcome back to week seven of the Buckeye Blitz podcast. It is week seven, like I just said, but it feels like week four. But it, like we were just saying, uh, no, it doesn't feel like week four because we've only played four games. But I don't know. We're all over the board. Um, <clears throat> this is the craziest week in the history of football ever. Uh, no matter what you think, we're talking about college or, or the NFL. Um, this is just an insane week, and I, 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 you can tell just by this intro, I'm, I'm discombobulated. You know, <laughs> I'm all over the place. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Mm. Um, but with that being said, uh, we are coming off of a not not an Ohio State game like we planned to this time last week. Uh, so we're all, like I said, we're all over the place. Um, this is going to be a short episode because there really isn't too much to talk about, but. Uh, we could we could jump right into uh, the Illinois game being canceled. Yeah, it's definitely been a weird time for uh, for COVID, for football, for literally everything. And we as we're recording this on the first day of December, and it's truly getting to the point where I feel like um, I'm struggling to get to the finish line of 2020. <laughs> I'm ready to for it to just be over. And the funny thing is that we all are hoping for a fresh restart of 2021. And I don't see that coming, but I'm definitely hoping. <laughs> yeah. I think um, we're all, limping, we're all limping to the side, uh, to the end, to the finish line right now. And limping with um, missing, uh, limping with missing limbs of everything. <laughs> and, and the worst part of it all is that once 21, 2021 hits, probably not going to be much different for a few months at least. So Exactly. Um, maybe it'll be a new mindset, a refresh of things, but I don't think it's actually going to make too much of a difference, unfortunately. I think we all will have the same uh, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Get rid of COVID. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Collectively, as a as a population, we will do that. Definitely. But uh, anyways, um, like Josh said, we're coming off of a unexpected second bye week of the season after the Illinois game was canceled. Um, pretty last minute. Um, I know that they were saying that we were having a chance of it can't being canceled and they were going to announce like there was supposed to be news that would come out what the status was on Thursday. We got through Thursday. I was like, okay, yay. It looks like we're going to play. Then Friday night, late, pretty late Friday night. I feel like they canceled it. And unfortunately this time it was due to Ohio state. They were the ones that had the outbreak. They were the ones that had the COVID issues and surprisingly the leader of that was Ryan day, Ryan day tested positive for COVID, which was very unfortunate. Um, and even before that, there was hopes that the game was still going to be played. Um, even with Ryan day testing positive, but there was just too much contract chasing to, uh, allow the game to be played. So we were stuck with a possible only six games to play this season, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And you nailed that right on the head there. Um, I remember it was pretty late on Friday. Actually, before before that, um, so we recorded on Tuesday last week, and I think like Wednesday, right about like noon, I started seeing stuff on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. I hope these Ohio State rumors aren't true. Blah 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 blah. Kind of looked into it, but not. I didn't really see too much that was very like credible. Um, Thursday, like you said, more stuff starting to come out. Friday, they canceled the game. Saturday, they said Ryan Day has COVID. But Ohio State is very uh, tight-lipped about this. They're they're a team that I have noticed that they do not 
really say who has and has it. I was actually surprised to hear that Ryan Day had uh, had it, not because of him getting it, but because of Ohio State saying that he has gotten it. Yeah. In general, I feel like college football, for the most part, has been pretty locked up about who has COVID and who doesn't, especially when you compare it to the NFL where you know pretty much every single player who has COVID. Um, And even Zeke, who has complained about HIPAA (laughs) regulations uh, and – um, him having COVID being released like it was. Um, but for the most part, whenever coaches had it, we know like right away. And that's why I wasn't surprised we found out about Ryan Day. But we don't know a single player that did have the like, COVID because I guess they were saying there was about like between six to eight players that did get COVID on our team. But I, I think that's at least what I heard. Um, but they didn't say any of the players. So I'm hoping that that means it's very like low on the totem pole players. So it won't affect who's playing for us um in any of the games um because if you think about like this season the only players that have really been announced to have covid were trevor lawrence and graham mertz two pretty high profile players right um and then in wisconsin i think they announced the backup to graham mertz the quarterback they announced he had covid too just because they needed to it was going to be obvious that they won't come out since that player wasn't going to play right um otherwise i feel like they've been pretty locked up i agree um, in general, Ohio State's been pretty low-key about it. And I, even they were posting pictures of them even practicing on Thursday with all their masks on. So I thought, like, okay, like, they're practicing, must be fine, maybe we will play. Mm-hmm. But that was very uh, very wrong of me to think, I guess. <laughs> right. I, I think the, the morning uh, – well, not the morning of the game, but Friday, like, morning or midday, the, the Ohio State, like, Twitter account said, like, T minus like 18 hours before the game. And I was like, Oh, that's like a pretty encouraging sign. You know, obviously they're not going to say otherwise, but yeah. it was like, it was like T minus 18 hours to the game. And the next year was like, we have canceled. You know, I was like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I escalated quickly, but I, like it really wasn't even like talked about much in general that the game was canceled. Like even one of my uh, buddies that pays attention to OSU football for the most part and is pretty active on Twitter and everything. He didn't even know the game was canceled at 12 o'clock on Saturday. He went to turn it <laughs> on and he couldn't find the game. He was like, what the heck? <laughs> um, so I don't know. It was just very weird, especially because I, it just makes me wonder though, that was Ohio state prepared to play even with all that was going on. And was it Illinois that kind of backed out, but they just aren't saying anything about it. Um, just right. because they're not supposed to share that. Um, I doubt it though, because I know like Ohio state's been, like just with the regulations that the Big Ten has and everything, Ohio State has to follow those. They, it's not like they have a choice of whether they play or not all the time. So I'm sure it was probably a, a mixed bag of everything. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's really anybody's fault, but it isn't surprising. And, and one thing before we get into some more stuff here, um, I think people, fans in general, get really like, pissed about the games being canceled and, and players being out but with with cases surging across the united states it's it's not like athletes are are going to be immune to it you know it's like yeah it, even even if they do take you know really careful protocols i feel like a lot of people non-athletes who are just living their normal lives are taking really careful protocols and they're still getting it so um it doesn't surprise me at all to see the, the numbers across the NFL and, and college football go up. It, like it's, it's funny cause it's, it's kids have gone up in, mm. in the United States and, and in particular States, like 
you can see like a correlation kind of with the team as well, you know? So, um, it was kind of inevitable. It's just crazy that it took like seven months, eight months to get to this point. Um, but hopefully, like, hopefully, 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 hopefully as far as professional sports go and and collegiate sports, we're like at the pinnacle now and and we'll start to decrease a little bit because it really sucks. Like not knowing day to day if games are going to be played. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's interesting, especially when you look at the fact that college basketball just started. Uh, NBA right. is going to be starting soon. Yeah, it's just like really ironic timing with how bad the cases are right now and what it took to close things on before. But um, I, it's upsetting when you talk, like look at all the different people that were big uh, proponents of not playing this season, using all these cancellations as fuel to say that they were right. Like, right. oh, I was right. People are sick. Like, it's, it's just not, like, a very good look for you to say, <laughs> like, like cheering on for this to happen almost just so you can be right. Like, that's not a good look for you at all. You probably should just accept that you should not uh, – that, you, that you're right and keep it on the inside. Don't be sharing that. But <laughs> um, I think the big thing, though, is, like, the, the fact that now that we have two, had two cancellations, we have to play – they're both games that remain in our schedule, Michigan State and Michigan. We have to play both of those games just to be eligible for the Big Ten championship game, which is a huge deal. And that's been uh, talked about a ton lately because of the fact that the Michigan State game is a concern. Ohio State hasn't obviously cleared up everything. Brian Day still has COVID. He's not just cleared up all of a sudden. Um, and it's people are concerned that the Michigan State game won't happen. We'll get into that a little bit later because there's been some signs that it's there's some optimism there but um my, my biggest thing is that it, it almost makes it seem like there's a it's a punishment you know not being eligible for the big 10 championship game because you had to cancel three games which really isn't that much especially when you look at the sec who some teams have postponed it like four or five times um texas a&m i think has had three makeups maybe four florida has had a good amount um so it's just, and especially when you look at the Big Ten, where almost every team now has had a canceled game, it makes you like think like you should have just known that everyone was going to have canceled games, and no matter what your protocols you're putting in place, everyone is getting COVID. Even like you said, even the just the regular non-athletes are getting COVID too. So you can't like you can't punish these people for getting COVID and having to cancel games. Like that was just something that was going to happen no matter what we did no matter how we played the game, they were going to get COVID. So I, I think that that rule is really messed up. You know, like if you only play three games, then that's understandable. But I mean, having to play five games in an eight game season, I, I think that's just a little bit of push, especially since I believe every big 10 team besides uh, Penn state and Michigan, maybe, <laughs> maybe a one more team, like almost everyone has had to cancel a game this season in the big 10. And it's no one that's just, messing up and being dumb that's having to cancel it's just the the trouble of the pandemic unfortunately and i know people have started to ask gene smith if he'll be vocal to the big 10 and try to get them to change that rule and he said i don't have any plans to do so i don't have any plans to talk to them about any of this but he said if it becomes an issue he will be willing so hopefully he does i don't know hopefully we won't have to worry about it is the biggest thing that's what i'm concerned about but um now that Northwestern lost, whether to what we talk about later, makes me wish uh, Wisconsin was eligible to play because they're probably the better team than Northwestern. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it goes back all that all that what you just said goes back to poor planning. Uh, 
by the Definitely. Big Ten and the Big Ten commissioner. Um, again, I mean, I don't know how many times you have to say this, but uh, it, they they screwed it up. You know, they they really they had all the time out of any sport uh, to figure out what to do, and uh, they they really really screwed it up. So, um, you know, we're reaping we're reaping the consequences of, of a really bad commissioner and really bad uh, you know, leading structure. So I don't know. I don't think they're going to change the rule. I think they have gotten enough criticism for flip-flopping enough. And, uh, you know, if Ohio state isn't, isn't big 10 championship eligible, I don't think that necessarily 100% kicks us out of the CFP, which is what we truly care about. Um, but it's so hard to say, like, I literally don't know. I mean, you could, you could, we can make a projection prediction, but it's so much different than like, Oh, who do you think is going to win this game? It's like, it's, there's literally so many unknown variables that come with this stuff that I just don't know. I, I literally do not know. Yeah. I, I know that's something that people have been debating a lot is like, I've seen in a lot of message boards and whatnot saying that OSU is not worthy of being in if they finish six and oh, and we don't go to the championship game. And it's like, like I, that's understandable, but it's not like, there, there's a criteria for the CFP. It's not like there's a minimum amount of games you have to play. Right. Even in this COVID year, they did not add any rules. It's still the just who they think is the four best teams. And if they don't, if they think OSU is the fourth best team, we're in. Like so, that's why I don't think it really matters. And if you look at, I think we talked about this last week, BYU, they're nine and zero. They had the most wins in the entire college football, and they put them at fourteen. Yeah. So it's like. I don't think it really matters how many wins you have, as long as you look like the best team. And I think Ohio State, even with some close games, they still see them as one of the four best teams. And as long as we continue to win all these games and maybe get some more fashion points and some blowouts or something, I think that will be fine. So I'm still keeping optimistic. And I think that that's even without any OSU bias. I think that pretty safe to say that as long as OSU looks good, there's still a lot of games to be played in other uh, conferences, I think we'll be okay. Hey, I, um, I actually kind of disagree with you. Um, like I said, I don't know the answer to this, but I have a feeling that it would cause more uproar in like in a year that they have no control over, like in, in every other year, all else is equal. You know, everybody plays this pretty much the same amount of games, maybe besides like a conference championship, um, you know, and, and, and in this year, like, so it's such an uneven playing field that I have a feeling that they would choose a team like Florida over Ohio State because Ohio State's played less games. It, it would cause less uproar, you know, mm. if, if Ohio State got kicked out rather than like a, like a really good Florida team getting in. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see, um, obviously. I think with that. One thing with that is that, like, then you're going back to you're rewarding certain teams for what their commissioner decided. You know, like, yeah. it's not – like, Florida had nothing to do with how many games they played, just like Ohio State has nothing to do with how many games they played. And if you say that 6-0 and is not enough of, of wins, then you're saying that Pac-12 never had a chance to make the, the, the CFP because they're only going to play five games. So it's like, even if – USC or Oregon who Oregon already won't, but even if USC finishes five and zero, you're saying that that's not enough wins and they have no chance. So why did they even play this year? You know, like it's kind of like one of those things. That is a really good point. I mean, even though Pac-12 fans aren't going to be as loud as an SEC fan probably would be, 
I still think that that creates all uproar too. If you say that, oh, the wins weren't enough, because then it makes it look like Pac-12 never had a chance of making it anyways. I don't know. No, no, that's actually a really good point and something I didn't consider. But thinking about it, like we'll, we will have to like really show out these next two games because they will probably say, well, even though Ohio State played six games, that has nothing to do with it. But they didn't look great in all six of those games. We looked great in one, maybe so yeah. far. Like, I think that's maybe. the bigger concern with Ohio State. I think they'll use that as an excuse, though, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, not, not that it doesn't also potentially have some weight to it, but I think that it's like an easy scapegoat. Like, Ohio State only played six games. How can we put them in, you know? Over a team like mm-hmm. whatever, right? Florida, Texas, and whatever, whatever. But they're like the scapegoat and is like, oh, they didn't play great in those games. But the yeah. real reason might be because of the six six game thing. But I don't know. We can talk about that in a few weeks when it when it's really gonna come up. So um, at this point, we're at the mercy of COVID and we don't we really just don't have any idea right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Discussions are gonna happen, but at the end of the day, there's still it could change tomorrow. Still, like we still have 19 days till they decide who makes the CFP, and there's three games left to play. Hopefully, three. Um, yeah. So a lot, a lot can happen. So um, three years ago anyways, today, three years ago today, I was at uh, the undefeated Wisconsin versus Ohio State Big Ten championship game in Indy. Oh uh, yeah. Undefeated nice. Wisconsin team. Last year, yesterday, I was at the big house watching OSU whoop on Michigan. Sad. <laughs> It, it, it was very sad watching the videos and the pictures of just the full stadium and the joy of being at a football game. It made me very sad. <laughs> Little did you know at that time. I know. I Like, it was already bittersweet because, well, I ended up going to the Big Ten Championship game the following week as well. But, like, it was very bittersweet already knowing that that was my last game as a student. Right. It would have been even more sad knowing that I <laughs> – I was not going to go any next year either. But. Right. For sure. But it's kind of been the whole right. year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Little did we know if we weren't allowed to do anything last year, I would have gone, gone out four days a week, every week. If, <laughs> if I would have known that it to make it up for this year, but yeah, that's all right. Uh, next year, next year is about to go crazy, I guess. Yes. Well, <laughs> People will definitely be going all out once that vaccine hits. <laughs> Maybe a little sure. dangerous, I feel. <laughs> For sure. All right, let's get into some of the stuff that happened this week. I'll kick it off with uh, Notre Dame beats North Carolina. Um, I watched probably from the second half on. I checked the score at halftime, and it's a pretty close game. It was a really close yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I think, either tied or within three when I when I turned it on and. Uh, um, Notre Dame ended up winning, but I you know you probably want to talk about it a little bit, but one thing that I noticed from Notre Dame, which was crazy, is that Notre Dame's starting corner was a kid who came out of high school early last year, so he should have been a senior in high school, and he was starting at corner. for He enrolled early at North Carolina, and he was starting for them at corner. So he was like wow. 17 or 18 years old. And he was getting absolutely destroyed the second half. They were just – they targeted him like six plays in a row, you know. Poor guy. <laughs> and, and I had no to, idea about that. Yeah, yeah. And to, and to that I say, why, like, what is your desire to 
to start college football a year early. You know, I understand mm-hmm. obviously the earlier start, the earlier you can get to the NFL if that's your ultimate goal. But wouldn't you want to take that year to like get bigger, faster, stronger, learn the playbook a little bit better, enjoy your last yeah. year of high school? Yeah, seriously, because I've never really seen that where they go so early that they can play that year. I've only seen it where they'll go like after their high school, like their senior year of high school football, they'll right. start enrolling so right. and they can start working out with the football team and do the spring game and spring practice. But I've never seen it where they start early and play the game because now, honestly, in a way that almost puts them at a disadvantage because you're never going to look good at 17 years old. Right. Like possibly almost like just barely 18. You're never going to look good, especially against a team like, like uh, Notre Dame. Um, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's a tough look. Right. I'm about to look up his name really quick, but I remember thinking, I'm like, exactly what you said. You're, there's no chance you're ever going to look good. You know, I mean, you're going against, I mean, there's, I understand you're probably like a five star, four star athlete, whatever, but there's a difference between a 17 year old and a 21, 22 year old, you know, like a 17 year old's a kid, a 21 year old's at that point, like a man, you know? Um, yeah, this isn't basketball. Yeah. Like football, it's a much bigger deal too. Right. I'm trying to look up his name. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I thought that was really crazy. Yeah, I didn't know about that. That's funny. Um, but with the Notre Dame game, uh, the story of the Notre Dame season has been their defense. And they continued to prove their defense is awesome. They shut down North Carolina for majority of the game, um, even with North Carolina having an awesome offense. But on the other side of the ball, North Carolina has a terrible defense, and they still right. hold held Notre Dame to only 31 points, I believe it was. But Notre Dame's kind of been that, yep, 31. that team this year that's been just like they're going to do as much as it takes to win the game, but they're not going to do much more than that. And, I mean, technically that's all that they need to do. As long as they win all their games, they're fine. Um, but it's just I, they're not like that team that's going to blow everyone out. So I don't think I don't take too much note of that, but I def I will take note that I think that Notre Dame is a legit legit championship contender. Um, I think they're up there with Alabama is probably one like the top two teams. I, I know that's already known in the AP and in CFP, but that doesn't always mean that those are the two best teams. I think that they legit are the two best teams. Um, and I don't think I don't I think that that old Notre Dame story of like they've been blown out the past two times they've given, they've been given chances in the playoff and the championship game. And so people kind of think that they're just overrated. I think that they're legit, a legit team this year. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I, I just feel like, they, <laughs> I just feel like they really play to their competition, you know, um, they do, but Hey, if they yeah. play to Alabama or Ohio state, the Clemson's level, then <laughs> they're in that game every time. Yeah, I mean, that's the definition of playing to your competition, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I, they, I, North Carolina is a good team. I, like I said, at one point they were top four or five in the country. But, yeah. um, I mean, it looked like they were struggling to to pull away in the first half, and they finally did in the second half. And uh, I don't know. I just I'm not a, I'm not a true believer, and I, I don't know if anything would change that besides, like, a CFP win, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think there's anything that Notre Dame could do right now that that would change my mind like in one game you know um yeah by the way this his name's tony grimes um he uh he's from virginia he was the number one cornerback in the 21 2021 class uh before reclass signed to the 2020 class but uh he's from virginia and 
He was afraid that Virginia high school football was going to be canceled. So Grimes completed the one course he needed to graduate high school in the summer and enrolled at North Carolina in early August. Um, he's six foot, 170 pounds and the number one cornerback in the nation coming into college. So um, I guess if anybody's going to play, it would be him. But I just thought that was really interesting. And he did not play well against Notre Dame. Yeah. It's kind of a football move though, because even though he knew he was going to go to Notre Dame and North Carolina, even with his year canceled, he's like, I'm not missing a year of football. I need to go to school now. Right. <laughs> I'll take a summer class. It's kind of a football guy thing, but I, I, I like it, I, but I just don't know if it like, it doesn't really help him much. <laughs> maybe, maybe in his situation where like he's, he, which is a, which is a fact that he's the best cornerback in the class. That's a fact, according to mm-hmm. rankings. So to him, he's like, I'm the number one corner in the class. Even if I have a really bad freshman year, I can come out after my sophomore year. And I mean, he's, take, he's taking a huge bet on himself, you know, or if he wanted to, or if he wanted to, he could stay until his junior year. And he's still the age of a sophomore, you know? So he could have three years of college football and come out the same time as everybody else, but he's a year younger, or he could come out two years and he's, you know, a year younger or two years younger. Yeah. I mean, I think it says more about uh, North Carolina's defense that they that's were true. struggling so badly that they had to play this kid. I mean, and not that that's a bad thing. You have to play this kid because he was the number one corner, but it's still a year behind everyone else as a, even as a freshman, like he's a year behind all the other freshmen. So um, I think that's a, a really interesting. I had no idea about that, but I definitely yeah. will have to be watching it for him. Um, that game, I, I just enjoyed watching it for the color scheme alone, but it was a nice game. Great color um, game. Well, I'll go through these next three uh, headlines real quick and then give me your thoughts sure. on if you have any thoughts on any of these three. Uh, awesome. Oregon State beats Oregon to uh, pro- probably knock out the big Pac-12 out of the CFP. USC and wa- Washington are the two remaining um, undefeated teams in the Pac-12, but CFP is not real huge fans of either of them. They kind of had them really low in the original CFP rankings, so it's going to be there's going to need a lot to happen for them to get in. And even if they finish well, I think Cincinnati probably still gets in ahead of them. So probably Pac-12 is done for in, in CFP this year. Hopefully they'll get back to it next year. Um, Alabama continues to get better every week. Their offense looks great. Their defense is really forming. And as they dominated Auburn, then again, Auburn not great this year. So nothing huge to note from that game. I think Alabama's still not like the best Alabama team ever. Like they still have a lot of weaknesses still to look at. Um, and then lastly, Jarrett Patterson hit eight touchdowns, tied the record for most touchdowns in a game. Uh, in college football history, he had those were all rushing touchdowns, and that was against Kent State. Jared Patterson plays for Buffalo, so that was just a crazy thing to see. And they even pulled him at the end of the game. If he would have kept him in, they probably could have beat the record. He had a pretty good chance to do so if he kept if they kept him in. But bad move on the coach, not knowing about it. Apparently, he didn't know, but I doubt no. Uh, he didn't know that this guy had eight touchdowns. Like even if you didn't know that was a record let the guy play. Come on. <laughs> He's clearly having a good game. Um, exactly. I, w- I will say one, one thing for each of those, uh, your first point, I didn't expect the pack 12 in there anyway, so I don't really care. Um, True. two, uh, Bo Nix, more like Bo picks. Am I right? Um, and, <laughs> and three, 
Um, Jared Patterson just got himself uh, an NFL tryout uh, at the very least. So I'm excited to see his name in the next few years. And I have a feeling he's going to be a dude where like maybe two years from now, week like 12, uh, you're going to be playing fantasy football and it's going to be like, oh, the starting running backs hurt and they just pulled up Jared Patterson and he's the starter this week. And you're going to be like, all right, let's see, you know, and he's going to get you like 33 yards and maybe a touchdown. But anyways, uh, that's really cool. Uh, one of my really good friends from high school plays D line for Kent state. So, uh, he's probably never going to live that one down. Probably not. Probably not. But I would say he that that's really part of history. <laughs> Yes, the wrong side of history, just like the Nazis were. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, also a part of history. Yeah. Jared Patterson, um, obviously, we, we usually try to stick to things that are affecting CFP uh, or Big Ten directly, So that, since those both directly affect Ohio State. Um, but that one, I, we just could not avoid it. Um, in a way, oh, it cool. affects Ohio State, seeing that uh, – consistent Ohio school and Buffalo is not too far away anyways. Um, I will say Jared Patterson, it's insane. He probably, even though he's only played four games, he's up for running back of the year award. Um, even in a year where Najee Harrison, uh, Bruce Hall for Iowa State are both going off. Jared Patterson, after that game, he, like, that was been, he's been awesome all the season. He's played right. four games, 16 touchdowns. Najee Harris has 16, and Bruce Hall has 17. They're both in the lead, and Derek Harrison two touchdowns away from the lead after only playing four games. <laughs> I, and I think he went back-to-back games with over 300 yards. So, like, the last two games, he had, like, 800 rushing yards, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> insane. insane. Yeah. Uh, he'll, I, I could see him getting, like, a per-game record or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he probably, um, he's, like, he's third in touchdowns, and he's probably going to end up being the – it's so hard because not everybody plays the same amount of games, but yeah, like per, like an average per game, he'll probably be the leader for all of college football. And he'll be like third in touchdowns. Probably. I would have loved to see him in a normal year. It sucks. That he's only going to play a certain amount of games this year. Yeah. That really does suck. Um, did you like the Friday college football this, this week? I did. I thought that was, that was really nice. And at this rate with the NFL and NCAA football, we might have a game every single week between Maxim yeah. coronavirus and the NFL, we could have we could literally have a game every single week. I think I don't, is there a game tonight? Probably the Mac probably plays tonight. There's probably something going on tonight, right? Um, so I'm all for it. I mean, the more the more days we can watch. I, I mean, I don't really care too much about you know the, the the teams that play on Friday, but it was cool to turn on. That's for sure. And I was really bored at home for Thanksgiving. It was nice because. Uh, I, I did a Thanksgiving dinner again on Friday with uh, my family. So it was nice to still have football that day. So it felt like a normal Thanksgiving instead of it being like a uh, makeup Thanksgiving, especially sure. since we were one NFL game short and having the Notre Dame game was kind of nice. Even though I didn't watch much other football, I saw the Notre Dame game. Notre Definitely. Dame game. Definitely. Um, I'm, nev- going into I'm never the- against more football. No, never. Um, going into the Big Ten, uh, Nebraska drops to one and four. Think Scott Frost is on the hot seat. Um, you know, I, I, I want for this year. I'm going to say no. I mean, he, he keeps his job. Uh, yeah. I like Scott Frost, but I think next year is like a really big year for him. Um, he's been there what three years now, and they. I think this is his third year. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I think if, if things don't pan out next year, you might see him get the boot. Unfortunately, I, I really like him. And it would be nice to have Nebraska be a good team again, but. I think it's just bad Nebraska look. I don't even think it's his fault. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, he brought in like the best recruiting class in like 10 years there or whatever, 20 years. Exactly. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I would, that would really suck to see him go. Cause he, he was a big name, brought some hype to the big Ten, brought some hype to Nebraska finally. And uh, that would suck to see him go. I, I think it's still too early. I, th- I think he deserves some more time. It, it's yeah. hard. Like he's literally turning an entire program around. It's not like yep. he, He's getting an awesome roster right away, so we'll see. What and you happens, got I guess. you got to ask yourself who like who are you going to get instead? So exactly, no, no um, point letting them go. The toughest part with those decisions always is just you pay them so much, and it's basically the donors that decide that. So if they're not happy, they're going to get rid of them. So we'll see what happens yeah. though. Um, we'll Northwestern, we talked about a little bit earlier on in the uh, in this podcast. Northwestern upset by Michigan state uh, leaving OSU as the last remaining chance for the big 10 and the CFP. Northwestern still had a slim chance of getting there, but um, that was really unfortunate to see. Um, I was hoping that they could stay in the top 10 before we played them in the big 10 championship game. So we could have one big win at least <laughs> this season. Otherwise now we're stuck with no valuable wins, I guess, but seeing how bad the, uh, the big 10 West is and how Wisconsin's already been knocked out of the big 10 championship game. They're still set up to face, to face off against us in the big 10 championship game. So we'll see what happens. Michigan state's just been a really weird spoiler uh, team this year. Yeah. I, I think I saw something that Michigan state's lost every game they were favored in won every game they were underdogs in, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is interesting, but uh, watching, I actually watched that game. I actually turned it on. I did not think I was going to watch Northwestern versus Michigan state. You could not get more boring football. Um, and I was, I was quickly pro- proven wrong. Uh, yeah. Michigan State scored twice in the first, like, five minutes. That has to be a record for them. Like, there's no chance that Michigan State scored twice in the, last five, in the first five minutes and, like, <laughs> probably since, like, dude, probably a few years. Anyways. <laughs> seriously, since Kirk Cousins. Um, anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then like North or Michigan state got out to a big lead. Northwestern came back. I'm pretty sure took the lead again and the Michigan state won. Um, overall good game. Um, sucks to see Northwestern lose, but at the same time, um, I'm glad we're playing Michigan state now and not uh, beforehand. I, I, I'm glad that we play them when they had an, heading into a big win for them rather than playing them early in the season when they still really suck. So, yeah. Um, but Hopefully they're their favorite this week against us. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do not want to see the sleeping giant. <laughs> Hopefully after they already had a big win, they'll have their head big now and then we can knock them down again. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Either way, um, we, we got to win. Sad to see this now that um, after he just went off against us, Michael Penix Jr. out for the remainder of the season after tearing his ACL. Um, I think this is the second year in a row where he's had injury problems. It's really unfortunate to see. After we like really hyped him up actually last week, we both thought he was pretty legit. Um, he was having a terrible game that, this week, though, um, against uh, who did they face off against? I don't even remember. Oh, Maryland. He started off the game, I think, two for 15. Like, wow. how do you scorch our offense, our defense, 
and then go and you face Maryland, who does not have a good defense either, and go two for fifteen. And they actually did better once he got hurt. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything about him. He was just having a bad game, so it's really easy to beat two for fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but it's unfortunate to see that this can happen. Hopefully, he can rebound next rebound well next year and play well again uh it's just good for the sport to see him playing better agreed yeah not that he would ever really make any super serious noise outside of college football but uh agreed it's good for the sport it's good to see indiana have a good quarterback and uh good quarterback play so that does really suck but Mm. uh, i'm glad we got to face him because that, that was that was good that indiana team had a lot more merit when he's playing for sure definitely um, and then last thing in the Big Ten, Penn State beat Michigan. This was the suck bowl for sure, but it was a big deal just because of the teams. Um, Penn State had no reason to want to play that game, and they still beat Michigan. I think it's pretty much like 99% chance Harbaugh's done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty fair. Uh, maybe it'll be like a mutual department kind of thing where yeah. he decides that he's done blah, 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 what, which I truly think is probably going to be a situation because kind of talked about it last week, but how do you fire a guy who's kind of like an icon of the program? You went there, blah, blah, blah. Same thing with yeah. John Elway and, De- and the Broncos, but um, so it'll probably be like a mutual parting of ways, but I did see something that it was like, uh, it was like the lions are preparing to offer Jim Harbaugh. And I'm like, how it was, it might be, might be a good decision. I don't know. But I'm like, if you're a Michigan fan, what does that also mean? Who are you also a fan? Of? Exactly. The lions, probably right? Detroit lion fan. <laughs> right. So you would probably be pissed. You'd probably uh-huh. be pissed if they went from, uh, if you went from Michigan to, uh, the lions, but I don't know. That was just something I read on Twitter. Zero percent chance is true. And, and Michigan State fans probably know just as well how bad Jim Harbaugh is, and they're probably fans of Detroit Lions as well. So right. they'd be pissed about it too. Um, yeah, I I think it's gonna be tough. Like, I've seen a lot of people hoping for him to get an NFL job. I I just don't see that making sense really, um, because in this situation, it wasn't even like the recruiting that was a problem for him. Yes, he lacked in the recruiting department, but he just wasn't putting like fundamentally and coaching wise, it's, he just did not have to do well. So how is it going to say that he's going to all of a sudden do well in the NFL because he sucked with Michigan? Like, I, I just don't think that makes sense. I've seen, I think the more likely option that I've seen people say is that he'll, uh, they'll give him a job in like upper part of like athletic director part or something like that within the Michigan program to keep him there. So that way it still keeps like his icon there, you know, kind of like, like Urban Meyer did. Exactly. Yeah. That way he can kind of improve his image a little bit. I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, that makes like sense. He just was done coaching and like, like you were saying, the mutual agreement part. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm very curious to see what happens just because they're going to give the bag to whoever they, whoever's available. And Luke Fickle's probably the top choice. And I don't think he goes there. Um, and I know Texas is going crazy right now saying that they're going to get Urban Meyer. They even put out a rumor yesterday saying that Shelly Meyer is looking for housing in uh, Texas, but they do that literally every year. Mm-hmm. They said the same thing about Nick Saban's wife a couple of years ago saying that she's looking for Texas housing. So I personally don't think that Urban goes to uh, Texas. 
would I be mad? Not really, because Ryan Day's worked out so well. And I would it, I think it just would help Urban Meyer's case because I think he could turn that program and it would just make him one of the best coaches of all time, even more than he already is. But I really don't think it happens. Yeah, I, I don't think I would be mad, but I would be a little bit disappointed because if Texas becomes good again, that really sucks for us because that means – I mean, we get a lot of our recruits from Texas now, and um, yeah. that means that they're probably going to be a powerhouse again, so it just makes the path hard for Ohio State. And it's like – obviously, I want Ohio State to win, but it's hard to root against Urban Meyer. And I just I just wish he would – I think he's done. I agree. I think he's done. Um, I would not uh, – be disappointed to see him publicly uh, denounce that. Yeah. With how much he's got, he's been so wishy-washy lately of like, oh, I'm staying, oh, I'm going to retire. Like this is the second time he would be doing that now. I, I think it almost like would detract recruits from going there because at any point he could abandon them, <laughs> you know? So like, yeah. But I'd love to see a Ryan Day Urban Meyer matchup. That would be kind of cool. That would be cool. But I mean, you, you can never rule anything out because – Teams like Texas, USC, willing to throw the bag at him, man. So, definitely, uh, you know, even if he doesn't want to coach anymore, you know, $20, 20, $20 million a year, uh, it's a little different. Uh, um, we'll, we'll see. But, but all right, let's get into uh, quick things. Just looking for, ahead for this week, CFP rankings will be coming out pretty shortly from the recording of this podcast. Um, I don't think any big changes will happen besides the obvious of like Northwestern dropping, yeah. North Carolina dropping out, uh, Oregon dropping down. Do you have any other things you're looking to see happen or anything like that? I have no predictions, man. I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, we, there's, there's potential. We might even find out some things before the end of this podcast. So we'll see what happens. I don't think there's really anything big to say. Um, Anyways, uh, Texas A&M versus Auburn, they'll play this week, probably the biggest game in the SEC this week. Um, Auburn's not a good team, but I think that almost makes it reason why they could – even more reason for why they could play spoiler. And uh, I think that would create some more chaos. I I almost would like to see Auburn win just to clear up the CFP outlook a little bit more, knock out another team in contention, but – I think I'd rather Texas A&M be a good team than Auburn. So personally, yeah, I think, I think Auburn's good for one big spoiler a year. So this might be it. Yeah. They played spoiler to, to um, Alabama last year. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. seems like they do at one team, at least every year. They, I think so too. Um, but I think they're really bad this year. I think that they, their record is actually better than they it should be because they had earlier on in the, in the year, some really, Lucky things go their way from the refs. So, but sure. that's beside the point. Um, Indiana, Wisconsin, that's probably the biggest game in the um, Big Ten. Probably the biggest game of the week. Hopefully, it's still a big game, though, with Michael Penix Jr. after be, uh, being out now. Uh, Wisconsin seems ready to be back after they just had another game canceled last week against Minnesota. Right. And that was their rivalry game. So, that's unfortunate for them. Um, I'm curious to see how Indiana does their backup quarterback. Don't know who was, who it was that filled in and will fill in, but he played pretty well at the end of the Maryland game. So I think it will still be a pretty close game. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to Wisconsin bouncing back from that Northwestern loss though. For sure. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really know if this is a big deal anymore. 
Um, yeah. But I would like to see Wisconsin uh, win. Just it's good for the Big Ten if Wisconsin wins. So definitely. Um, yeah, I don't really have too much to say about that. All right. Um, Northwestern versus Minnesota. They already canceled. So um, Northwestern now down to only one game, just like Ohio. Uh, yeah, I think they'd have to play the rest of their season to continue. The, uh, if they have another game canceled, I think that they would be out. Or I don't know. But either way, it's just another example of – COVID affecting all teams. And then last thing, Alabama versus LSU. Big game just because of the name of it. You know, that's always been a big matchup, but right. Alabama is expected to blow LSU out. LSU's been having a terrible year. Their defense is absolutely terrible. So probably going to end up just being another week for Mac Jones to boost his Heisman odds. Otherwise, nothing to note from that game. Yeah, I would be surprised to see if LSU put up a fight in that game. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. Uh, let's get into the OSU Michigan State game that we are crossing our fingers, hoping that it will happen. Yep. By all means. Um, we already said it earlier Ryan Day will not be coaching this game because he's still dealing with COVID. So that sets up Larry Johnson to be our head coach, which I actually love to see. I did not know that he would be the next guy up until this happened. Um, he's been a long time OSU coach, probably like the longest guy on our program. Uh, Kerry Coombs was there a while ago, but he had a stint where he stepped away. So right. Larry Johnson has been there for a long time and has been super successful for us as the defensive line coach. And if he coaches on Saturday, he will be the first African-American head coach of Ohio state we've ever had, which is pretty remarkable. Um, and, but that would be just 2020 to cancel both these games and prevent him from coaching, which would really suck. Yeah. I was pretty bummed when our game got canceled because, uh, I, because he would have been the, the coach, um, but uh, yeah, that 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 really sucks because Ryan Day wasn't was already not traveling with the team. I can't remember was Ryan Day not already not traveling with the team for the game, no matter what, before he even got confirmed. I I, I know it was like uh, when it was announced that he had COVID, the game wasn't canceled yet. So like okay, there was right. still hope that the game was going to happen. And that's why I started getting talked about like, who's going to be um, who, like who was going to be the coach and what not, what that meant and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I was excited to see that. And I'm, I'm glad he's, it's, it's the same as this week. Um, it's cool because uh, anytime you see like an inner, like an interim head coach or a situation like this, it's always like not who you think it would be, you know, like you would think it would go like to the offensive coordinator, but it's always not always, but a lot of times it's like running your back coach, you know, it's just like the guy who has the most experience in the organization. Um, and I think that is it. He is the, like the assistant head coach though. So he does have like the title to go with it, but um, yeah, it is always like a, like the oldest guy in the program. It seems like that it takes over, which is which is pretty cool. I know he does feel like he's been there for for forever, but he hasn't in a way too because it wasn't too long that he was at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's definitely super deserving of this, and I'm looking forward to having. I'm really looking forward to this game happening. Um, but yeah. at the moment, we're recording on Tuesday, so it's super early still. But the Buckeyes announced today that they resumed all team activities. So yep. they all returned to normal practice uh, situations. So 
that's a really, really good sign for them to be able to play this week. And I hope that continues and nothing comes up, knock on wood. Agreed. Agreed. Um, continue to cross our fingers. Um, but do you think uh, getting into more game-wise, you think the OSU struggles again after coming off this random bye week? Uh, they We talked about that a ton after the Indiana game. What do you think? Yeah. I know. I, I literally think that they can't afford to, they cannot afford to struggle. So um, Michigan state's not that good. Their defense is significantly worse than it's been in the years past. Um, and their mm-hmm. offense is still bad. So um, I, I think that they really come out full guns blaze. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to be curious how the play calling goes because um, we think Ryan day has a big hand in it. Do we really know? <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't, I, I'm just curious to see how yeah. it changes. Maybe the play calling is better. What, 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 uh, what a surprise that would be because some Indiana play calling was a uh, little, little, uh, sketchy. I, yeah, we, we definitely had a lot to say about that last week right. uh, or two weeks ago now, I guess. Oh, no, it, it was last week. It was um, last week. Yeah. It feels like forever ago already. Um, I, I am because that would be, uh, because was Ryan Day the main play caller in the so far this season, or has it been Kevin Wilson calling the plays? That's a good question, actually. Because um, I'm curious to see if like anything will change, or if it's just going to continue to be the same. Where the like big final decisions were Ryan Day more like, a, will we go for on fourth down? Maybe we'll be more right. conservative in this game. I don't know. That's something I probably will look at more. Um, uh, yeah, like yeah. we we don't know how it's going to go, but it will be interesting to see if it changes at, at all. Yeah. Um, I think, though, that I think we both kind of touched on this earlier. This is a game, though, that we really need to show up and play well. Um, it's like the perfect chance. Michigan State's terrible this year, even though they have some played spoiler in a couple of games. They're still terrible. Um, they, I think we just need to take advantage of this and show that our defense is solid and lock down their offense. You know, they don't need to know that often that, that the Michigan state offense is terrible. <laughs> you know, as long as we look good, that's all that pe- people are going to look at. And right. Box score. you know, if we lock them down, we hold them, uh, stop their passing. Cause you know, they're going to try and pass on us because our passing defense sucks. I think we really need to show a really good performance. Um, and I think it would look good because we they did just beat Northwestern killing them and having a huge win will look really good. Um, and I think even having Ryan day out might even add to our resume of like, Oh, we'd be Michigan state without Ryan day. We blew them out. Our defense looked good. That's something we super need. Um, and they did just actually release the CFP rankings. Ohio mm-hmm. state remained at number four, which is expected. I did not think we were going to drop or anything like that. Um, but it's just another reason to, uh, it just makes it feel a little bit better about yep. where we're at in our situation. Um, interesting enough, interesting yeah. enough, uh, Notre Dame's too. Yeah. Same as last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was um, going to say be, because, uh, Clemson will Clemson win by 400. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that the top three is probably going to stay the same up until, um, up until it gets to, that uh, oh my god, I'm, I'm blanking. The SEC ACC championship game. Sorry, where no, they play um, um, Real real quick too. Uh, I, I I noticed you mo- you put a note in here about Rocky Lombardi. Um, uh, yes, yeah, Josh's he is favorite quarterback. <laughs> he, he's he's incredible to watch. He has he's he has a such an Italian name. He has long blonde hair. 
Um, and he's terrible. So it's, it's, it's <laughs> great for bad football, but, um, I think we, I think we played him two years ago. Uh, yeah. he was, he played against us, but I can't remember why did he start against us last year? I feel like he did. Um, there's no, no way that this is going like, to be the third year I watch Rocky Lombardi. No, no I think Rocky Lombardi played two years ago just because someone was hurt. Yeah. He got in. And then last year, I think their quarterback was Lewicki or something like that. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah. And I think he was just a senior. He was terrible, too. Oh, he was um, bad. But it just shows how bad their program is that Rocky Lombardi is still going to be playing for them. And even with how bad he is. Um, they really need like a, just a hard reset, you know. Um, they did I, with I, uh, with what's his name leaving. Um, with D'Antoni leaving, yeah. And that was kind of like um, that was one of those like, okay, fine, I'll leave. You know, like we're not gonna fire you because of what you've done for our program, but so right. we're gonna let you say you're leaving, but we're telling you to at the same time. Right, mutual agreement. Um, exactly, but I think that. Rocky Lombardi, the fact that we still know this guy's name, I, it, it's like one of those things where Michael Penix Jr., we're going to remember that name because he was good, mm-hmm. in like, even though like it wasn't like a top quarterback. This guy would know because he's so bad. Bad. Um, and that's why I am really looking forward to him helping our defense look good for once this year. We really I agree. Him. I agree. I think we're in his head. Yeah. I'm trying um, to see what his stat line was um, – two years ago just to refresh us mm. so I, I will add um even with northwestern losing this week to michigan state and that was a pretty bad loss for them in cfp they're still at 14 that's actually a really good sign for us that um, is. unfortunately they won't be able to play this week but they'll have one more game to hopefully boost up their resume a little bit before they play us so that's awesome for us and indiana um, they stayed at 12, even with the loss of Penix Jr. So that's also that's good for us. As the, yeah. So um, strength of schedule, we're actually surprisingly still pretty up there um, just because our, our wins of against Indiana and potentially um, our wins against um, our potential win against Northwestern. But they obviously value us as a solid team still. Um, the fact that we were ranked so high to start off the season is honestly saving us right now. Um, and just the name of Justin Fields in our program and how much money we make for the, for those committee. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm looking it up. So two years ago, it was November 10th, 2018. Um, we played Michigan state. Remember it was just a punt fest. Um, it was, yeah. Drew Christman's yeah. game. Drew Christman's game. Yep. Rocky Lombardi went seven for 20, uh, 92 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. So, um, pretty uh, pretty great stat line there. Uh, yeah. Dwayne Dwayne Haskins went twenty four for thirty nine, two hundred twenty seven yards and a touchdown. I'm trying to see how many punts Drew Chrisman had. They literally that don't even have that hurt Dwayne Haskins Heisman odds. That was for sure. He had nine punts for three hundred forty yards. Jeez, <laughs> that's probably the, the same amount that he had all the rest of the season. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan State had two different punters. They had one guy that punted five times and one guy that punted eight times. So, 13 punts in one game. That's crazy. Hopefully, we match that this week and hold them to 13 punts. They had, yeah, yeah, yep. And, and plus our nine punts. 
Yeah. So that's, that's typical big, big 10 football there. Mm, not typical for Ohio state though. Blake Habio went three for three uh, extra points, three um, and one, he went one for two on field goal. So it's six points. I feel like that was like a weird weather game too, but I'm checking for Saturday and it's it a high like of 37. Yeah. I feel like it was. Um, but right now it says for Saturday, it's 37 is the high, no rain though. So looking good for our offense to excel. Um, but I expect it to be a big running game as uh, for master Teague and Trey Sermon again. Um, you want to hear the weirdest, the weirdest that in that, in that 20, uh, 2018 game, JK Dobbins, four, 14 attempts, 28 yards. 14 attempts, 28 yards. Wow, that's a, that's surprising. Mike Weber, I feel like 20, they had a 22 attempts. Year, well, yeah, they had Joey Bocci, the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> Who did not end up panning out last year. No. Mike Weber, 22, uh, 22 rushes, 104 yards in a touchdown. That's your guy, Mike Weber. He loves you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would they call me an idiot or a bum? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some man. He, yeah, whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I think Ohio State will cover. Um, honestly, I don't. I don't. I think I'm going to take the under of this game. I just don't think Michigan State has it in their offense to to cover. Um, it's probably going to be 15 to 20 points. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of the over under. Um, uh, Ohio State's favored by 24 points in this game. Kind of low, I guess, when you compare it to the past few weeks, um, yeah. especially when it's only three points higher than what we were favored against Indiana, a top 10 team at the time. Um, and over under 59 and a half. Um, I think we cover, but I, I kind of like your um, opinion on taking the under. I think that we hold yeah. them very uh, to a minimal scoring day, but I don't think we score 59 on them. Right. Or anything like that. So, I, I could see it being like forty-two ten. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's just like a quick prediction. Yep. And then I'm I'm along this like same wavelength there. Like Ohio State will probably be like mid forties, and then that means you're counting on Michigan State to score two plus touchdowns. You know. Yeah, um, which I don't see happening. Yeah. Even with our yeah. bad defensive year, I think that they our defense actually really shows up in this game, but maybe yeah. that's just another one of me crossing my fingers to hope so. <laughs> I'm, I'm also prediction. hoping so. Any um, uh, any news on uh, uniforms? Did they carry over the uniforms this week? I was wondering the same thing because I was really unfortunate that they made such a big deal about those uniforms and didn't even get to use them. Um, I would imagine over because it's an away game again. So there's a good chance that we would be carrying them over, but I have not seen them say anything about that. Yeah, I hope they do. I really do. I guess we will find out t- come game time. I kind of like that the, the idea of that, of like not knowing what to expect. But personally, I don't even know if I'll realize it because they're pretty they're so similar, similar to the white jersey. <laughs> right. Instead of gray pants, we have white pants. Yeah. But I'll, I'll keep on the lookout for that because they haven't said anything. Because this time last yeah. week, they had, they had said that they were wearing the, the alternates. Yeah. I wonder if they're just like kind of uh, – feeling the water out a little bit right now, noticing our COVID situation. They're like, probably shouldn't talk about anything else but COVID right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you had any, any last thoughts real quick? No, I'm just, I'm just excited. I want, I want to see a game and uh, hopefully the Buckeyes win big. Yeah. I, it was really sad to not have that game last week, especially because normally on that Saturday, we would have been watching the OSU Michigan game in a typical year. And then to just could be 
completely have no football that weekend, it really, really sucked. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, this year sucks, and uh, hopefully this time next week we're talking about Ohio State win and hopefully uh, the big game coming up. We need it. We really need it, just for our sanity. <laughs> for sure. Um, so uh, game will be on ABC at 12 o'clock on Saturday, and the game's in East Lansing. We both can't wait. Um, yeah. Be excited to talk about it next week. Hopefully Larry Johnson gets his chance to coach on Saturday. I'm excited. I agree. I agree. I think, it. I think we will. Um, I, I would, before we go, I would be curious to see if they release the names of any of the players um, that, that get it. Um, yeah. Besides that, I, I don't really, I guess it would just come down to the importance of those players. <laughs> Watch it be like Justin Fields and they just wouldn't, didn't want, didn't want to tell us. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking that it, it, not that it is him, but if it if it was him, they wouldn't say anything <laughs> oh. until they absolutely have to. Like it, like if they were actually going to play that game last week, they would probably would have waited until like the, the the morning of or something to say something. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll, we'll say we'll pretend we ended the podcast. But the last thought, I had the shower thought the other day. It's just it's so weird that we're at this point. I mean, I know it's only four games, but we played four games that should have been technically blowouts except for maybe one and yet we've played uh our backup quarterbacks have played have thrown one pass you know like it's it's not really it's a really bad look for our future next year and i'm a little scared about it i mean we're hot state we'll be fine we have an awesome recruiting class but quarterback wise it's like it's very um gray area because even when Dwayne haskins after he left we were kind of worried about who was coming in after him but mm-hmm. even then, still at least saw Tate Martell play a decent amount. Um, and then when we got Justin Fields, we knew a lot about him already, too, because he had a lot of playing time. We're in our situation right now. I mean, do you take Justin Fields out in this game because you need to blow him out? And then Michigan, you don't take out a, your quarterback in the Michigan game, even when we are blowing him out. Dwayne Hassan's right. played every play mm-hmm. in that game. And then you have the Big Ten Championship game. You're not going to take him out of that game. And then you have potential and then bowl game. So it's literally a possibility that we don't get any more reps from a backup quarterback. And if so, it would be like very minimal. And it's kind of scary because we won't see them again until spring game, which might even be weird at the, because of how COVID is, you know, big 10 might not see that game as necessary. might even cancel that and then we're screwed because we'll have no hints at what our season's going to look at. Like it's a little, I don't know. I'm probably being dramatic about it, but it, I I think we'll be end up being fine because we have that awesome recruiting classes that we get every year. And mm-hmm. Jack Miller and Stephen Stroud are both top quarterback recruits, but not having that experience is we're not used to having just like <clears throat> random quarterback step in. Like we haven't had a freshman quarterback step in to play quarterback since JT Barrett. And that was only because Braxton was hurt. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a real concern that I, was hoping not to think about tonight, but now, now <laughs> I will be, I'll be thinking about that. No, mostly. No, I, I know that next year will probably be weird, but I know we got that, uh, Ewer, Ewer, Quinn Ewer, uh, yeah. flip from Texas. And he's like the number one quarterback, uh, in the country is for, for two years. So I think next year is going to be a weird transition year. Uh, we don't know, but in two years game time. Yeah. I, I think it's just like that. That's why I think like, you know, I, I was saying going into this year that like how OSU has a like legit national championship 
uh, chances. And someone said to me, like a couple of people even said like, well, OSU has that every year. And reality, mm-hmm. like we don't really, you know, like obviously that's our goal every year, but we don't always expect it to happen. I mean, with Dwayne Haskins, we didn't expect us to be that good. And even then, even with how good we were, we still didn't have chances for like huge chances for the national championship. And I think next year, I would not. Be, I I think we could still be a top ten team, but I don't know. Right, for, might be a down year. At the end of the season for CFP, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, I'm hoping so, and I'm going to be staying positive. And beginning next year, I'm probably having high hopes all of a sudden again. But it's still, I think there's some reason for concern in that area, especially because quarterback has such has been such a big deal in college football compared to what it used to be. But at least we'll master T. So that'll be good. Yeah. Well, you don't think Justin Fields is going to stay next year? Uh, Highly doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. All right. Well, I think that's about all I have. um, Unless you have something else, but. uh, No. Yeah. I just want to add that in there just because. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Well, next week we'll hopefully have a lot more to say. So. Um, I figured that was a good, a good time to throw away some random thoughts. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And that'll be something to keep an eye on in the next, uh, you know, six to 18 months. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it more in the lead up to the bowl game. For sure. For sure. Okay. Well, with that being said, uh, go down, go Sparty. You know, uh, how many times, you know, that picture of, uh, it's like the Spartan, and then it's like the Buckeye rolling on top of them. Yeah, yeah. How many times am I going to see that on Twitter this weekend? Over under <laughs> five and a half. I'm, 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 I might take the over, especially if we win. If we win, then I'm going to – it's for sure hitting the over. But I'm saying beforehand, still probably the over. Well, I'll add to that by making sure that when I tweet out the links for the podcast, this <laughs> week, I will put that in there. <laughs> That's at least one of them. Okay. There you um, go. I'll, I'll find the picture here. But yeah, besides that, uh, all I have to say is uh, go Buckeyes. Switch go it Bucks. up on you. Switch it up on you there. <laughs> I'm a Buckeye, that's all I can say. Cut my veins, I bleed scarlet and gray. I was born on Lane Ave, around the corner from the horseshoe. Rock blue amaze around me, it a caution. Woody was the king. Urban the apprentice, gotta love Tressel even though we left the blemish. It's been a long time, but I'm back with a vengeance. Hang on, Snoopy, we about to repair the image. Uh, I'm always feeling some type of way when I put on anything that says Ohio State. Not a time, I'm always looking for Ohio plate. As soon as they roll up, I throw that O up. They yell O H, I yell I O. Then I fight the road, strike the highs and lows. What y'all know about the best damn fans? Then we move walk on them like the best damn fans. Take away my strike, but you would never take away my fight. It's Buckeye for life. It's the honorary of the night. Until I die, I'm a Buckeye. 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 I'm a
alumnus Love the city so much, I named my son Columbus And that right there just shows you that it's humongous Welcome to Buckeye City, I'll be the god on this tour bus Take away my rights, take away my strife But you will never take away my fight It's Buckeye for life You see, I'm the very alumni Until I die, I'm a Buckeye I'm a whip myself, call it a great to the day I rest Say that with your chest You see, I'm the very Prove it. See, I live it and I breathe it. It ain't only in my music. You can laugh if you wanna, but I don't find it amusing. See, that's a piece of ass. Don't know who they got is confused. Who you know can run the table without a shot of the ball game? Do it again the next year. Look at them now, they all saying that our schedule was soft. We don't play nobody. That's hogwash. We go to battle with anybody. We make it look like the teams that we play a week. Cause we lace our cleats the same every week. We got them shoulder pads on, make sure the helmet's tight. And enough with all the talking, let's prepare to fight. The urban legend, urban mind. In the cap squad, any given Saturday, you beat up in your backyard. And we don't care what your rankings or what the polls say. Step on the field and it's a wrap. It's your ball play. Take away my rights, take away my strike, but you would never take away my fight. It's buck ride for life. You see, I'm the very alumni. Until I die, I'm a buck ride. I'm a buck I'm a wet my sex. Call it in grade to the day I rest. Say that with your chest. You see, I'm the very alumni. Until I die, I'm a buck ride.